hello everyone. This is Vanessa. Oh my gosh. Have any of you ever used a Yeti? Um I'm I am in shock. This is my first time using a Yeti. I <laughs> I have some tea. If you go to my Instagram, you'll see a video I just posted at V from the LV. I I'm finding a little bit of a cold, so you might hear that in my voice. It's not COVID, I promise. I'm COVID-free, got my test, but I'm finding a little bit of cold. So when I'm, I work with JC Fernandez um, from Mix, and he offered me some soothing tea. I was like, okay, great. He's like, sip it during the show. You'll be great. So I have it here in my Yeti, and I just went to take a sip. And uh, man, Yetis are no, <laughs> they are not playing around. That is hot. That is super hot. Okay, Hi. Welcome to Okay But Seriously. This is the show where we talk about serious topics in a non-serious way. I am your host, Vanessa Lauren. Today, um, we're not really talking about a serious topic. We're talking about more of a taboo topic. So thanks for tuning in. You're listening to 91.5, the Rebel HD2. It's KUNV, the broadcast service here at UNLV. We are listener-supported, so thank you to everybody who is tuning in, whether that is on your radio, on the H2 channel, or through the app. We appreciate all of the support. Like I said, tonight we're talking about a taboo topic, uh, changing careers. So I picked this topic because if there's an expert I'm, any, I'm anything at, it's changing careers. So we're going to get into it today. I'm going to give you a little rundown of, of me and what I've been through, what I've done in my 32 years uh, well, I haven't worked all 32 years, although I feel like it being from a Mexican family, I have not worked 32 years. Um, <clears throat> what I've done in my adult career. And then I have some fun stuff to share with you. I've got some really cool off the handle jobs you might not know about. I've got a list of the most profitable jobs. So job security for all those out there who want to know that. And then I've got a list of people who um, made career changes, some famous people that you may or may not know of. And then most exciting today, I want to hear from you. So if you have a funny story or an inspiring story or just something you want to talk about in relation to careers, give me a call. The number here is 702-895-3915. I'm going to do my best to attempt to man the phones. I've never done it before. So this is a learning process. Be patient with me. But here we go. Let's get it started. So starting with me. As I said, my name is Vanessa. I am born and raised here in Las Vegas, Nevada, Woo, where all my locals at. And I was a military brat. So I had a big family. I have five sisters. My dad was in the Air Force, so we moved around a lot. We were, um, grew up in private schools. And I've never really known what I wanted to do. Like since the time I was really young, you know, when they ask you that in kindergarten, like, what do you want to be when you grow up? I was always the student that was like, I, I don't know. I don't know. I used to just kind of guess and go with what the kid in front of me said. So sometimes I got some weird answers, right? There'd be like a boy in front of me who's like, I want to be the first football player to also be a wrestler. And I'm like, yeah, me too. Yeah, no, that was not true. But I never knew. And I eventually just kind of started going with like, I want to be a teacher or I want to be a pilot. And I took those things from my parents. And then I remember the first time I decided like, okay, this is going to be my career choice. And I was confident in saying it. It was in high school, which was about from 2003 to 2007. I said I want to be an architect. No idea why. 
(laughs) But my dad, who's so supportive, was like, okay, well then let's do it. So he had me draw up like something I wanted to build inside my room of all places. And I wanted to build this like really elaborate bunk bed. So he had me go to Home Depot. We picked out the wood. We did research on what would be the best like wood to use and nails to use. Needless to say, it was so exhausting that by the time I like got out of Home Depot, I was like, yeah, this is not for me. I can't do this. I just know. But my next jump was similar. I was like, okay, maybe it's not architecture I like. Maybe it's interior design. I was obsessed with the Extreme Makeover Home Edition show with Ty Pennington. If any of you remember, give it a Google. I loved that show. I lived for that show. As a matter of fact, Ty Pennington and his crew came to Vegas when I was in high school, and they actually did a a home makeover up the road from where I was living at the time with my parents. And I begged my dad, I was like, can we please go over there? And like, I want to meet him. You know that whole saying, don't meet your heroes? I didn't get a chance to meet Ty Pennington, but it was almost worse because when I went over to the house. I was like, I'm here to see Ty Pennington. They're like, yeah, no, he's not here. He just flies in, does the big reveals, and then he leaves and goes and does another one. I'm sure he's way more involved with the show than that. But that was my experience. I was just heartbroken that I was like, he's not here hammering nails. So devastated. So that was in high school. Um, I did try my attempt at interior design. I ended up getting a job at an interior design studio here in town that is no longer in business. I was a secretary for them. And realized it was a lot more of like, again, the busy work than the actual practical work that I had grown up watching on TV. So I was like, yeah, this is not for me. Then I was exiting high school. I went to Bishop Corman. So I definitely had that college prep pressure, right? I knew that I loved theater. So I said, maybe I'll be a stage manager. Maybe that's it. Ironically, I grew up being Christian. So the church I went to... um, there was a lady in the church who was a stage manager at for the Blue Man group out here. So I connected with her and she was nice enough to say, hey, you know what, why don't you come shadow me for a day and see if you really like it? So I ended up shadowing her and I did like it. I just didn't know if I liked it enough to go to school for it. So I got a little bit of an experience of that. I eventually landed a real job, ladies and gentlemen, congratulations to me, little 16-year-old me. I got a job through a friend at Quicksilver Retail, and I loved it. I loved, loved, loved retail. I loved working the cash wrap. I loved greeting people at the front door. I even loved folding the shirts. I used to like play a game in my head and try and get them all lined up perfectly. Call it what it was. I loved that job. I actually, gosh, it's so silly to think back to now, but at 17, I was like, I'm going to become corporate for Quicksilver. Like, this is it. I want to stay my whole life in this company. But God had different plans for me because I ended up, I was going to school, beauty school at the time. And my mom was like, you need to have a fallback plan. Maybe she knew, huh? Um, I was going to beauty school and I was working at Quicksilver and I loved the job so much I dropped out of beauty school. So I ended up going full time for Quicksilver And I think I just got overconfident. Anyone ever been there? I got really confident in my job. I remember going in on my off day with a sister of mine and was like, oh, look, this is what I do for work. And, you know, I was walking out and she said, you know, you seem a little confident, like the way you're talking with your coworkers. And I was like, oh, they need me. Turns out they didn't. So I was fired from that job and I was completely blindsided. I was 18 years old. Like I said, I had put everything into this job. And if anyone out there is in like their first job 
and either you lost a job or I mean, COVID, so many people got lost their jobs. But whether you lost a job or whether even you quit, you're on your own and you feel like you don't have any clue what's next. I've literally been there. I cried about losing that job, which is a typical 18-year-old mindset. But I remember being so upset. Those were my friends. I'd worked that job for well over a year. It was the first time I had anything that was mine. I was able to get a car with that job. I was able to have freedom with that job. And I just thought I lost it all. So I ended up getting fired. Um, the, The reason on paper was that tardiness. And I'll never forget my boss was like, Vanessa, wherever you go next, make sure you show up 15 minutes early. I wish I could say that that's how I am now, but I still struggle with timeliness. Oh, Lord, help me. But um, it was okay because I ended up going back to beauty school. That was the backup plan, right? So I went back to beauty school. I finished school and I got my license. So technically, I'm a certified cosmetologist. I ended up doing weddings and proms. I was more into the updos than I was like coloring and cutting hair. And that was fun. I liked that, but it was a lot of work for not a lot of reward. You feel me? Anyone out there? It just didn't feel right. And we're going to get into some of the reasons why people leave jobs later on in the the hour. Um, But for me, it just didn't feel right. So that was the job that It was the hardest for me to quit. I was really invested into it. I actually kept doing hair for clients for years after I decided it wasn't for me because I didn't want to let them down. We'll get more into that later. But people always want an explanation for this one. When they find out that I used to do hair, they're like, well, why why didn't you keep doing it? Or my favorite is like, well, I just have a quick question. And they start hitting me with their hair questions. If you're out there and you're hearing this and you're one of those people who's asked me questions, I love you. But it is a little annoying that people still categorize me as a cosmetologist. I am well out of practice. I am nowhere in the, the expertise of the ladies and gentlemen who do it now. So it's very hard, though. When you go to school for something, people anticipate that you had a passion for it and that's why you signed up, right? Um, this was a really expensive choice for me. I'm still paying off the student debt for this one. So I learned the lesson of think before you sign, okay? That's the lesson I learned here. If you're just joining us this evening, hello, welcome. It's a little after uh, 610 here. I'm Vanessa Lauren. This is Okay But Seriously, the show where we talk about serious topics in a non-serious way. Today, we're talking about the taboo topic of changing careers. I'm walking everyone through my career choices from the time of 16 to currently I'm 32 years old. And then we're going to get into some um, interesting stats about careers. And I'm going to take some calls from you guys, hopefully. So welcome. Uh, sit back, relax, and here we go. We're going to keep going. I'm fighting a cold, so I apologize for my voice. So after I went to beauty school and decided that wasn't for me, I ended up getting a job with the city. Now, my job with the city was pretty basic, your standard job. I was uh, 19 years old. I ran kids camps in the summer. So all of you who have kids and you drop your kids off to summer camp, that was me. I was a site leader for a couple summers. That was really fun, very flexible, a really good job to have when you're just out of high school. If anyone out there is looking for a job for their high schooler or their uh, young young adult, it was a really great job for that. Um, the pay was pretty great for, for the age I was at. And I made friends, a lot of good coworker friends. Actually, I, my roommate currently is my previous coworker from that job. So I made a lot of really great friends. And most importantly, this is where I had the best boss. I had a boss who was patient, who was understanding, 
who took the time to get to know me as a person and never made me feel bad about if I needed a day off or if I had a conflict or if I just was confused about something. A really, really patient boss that I'm still close with to this day, and I'm grateful for that. But I didn't stay in that job for very long. I did get to be creative and organized. I got to theme out a rock star camp, a theater camp. I got to come up with games for kids. But if you know me now, you know that kids are not my calling. (laughs) So that was the issue there. I just got burnt out in working with kids. Ironically, my next job was with children. So I was sitting at home with my sister and it was kind of a joke. I didn't, again, know what I wanted to do. And we were watching this show about these nannies. And these girls on this reality show were interviewing for nanny jobs. They were asking for like astronomical amount of money, $40 an hour, $45 an hour. And their qualifications, although, oh, like pretty good, they weren't that crazy impressive. So I look at my sister and I'm like, oh my gosh, I could do this. Like these girls, what they do, like I have all of these qualifications. So I signed up for care.com and through care.com, I actually got a couple interviews for a job, but the one that I ended up landing was a nanny job for a professional golfer. Now it sounds really cool. I had no idea. I actually went into this interview knowing nothing about the man who would become my boss or the family that is, I was sitting there in the interview and I'll never forget. He asked me, he said, so how do you feel about flying privately? Now, 21 year old me was like, um, yeah, but I was trying to keep my cool. So I was like, uh, yeah, no, that's fine. Like it's, it's whatever. And then as I was ending the interview, someone came into the house where we were and came up to him and was like talking to him and was like, okay, boss, see you later. And I'm like, gosh, who is this guy? He's got people working for him. He flies privately. He's got to be someone, right? So on the way out, I snagged snagged the name, his last name off of the mailbox and I Googled it and it said, you know, Scott Piercy, professional golfer. Shout out to the Piercys if they are listening. And I call my mom because she's an athletic director here in town, big sports fan. I was like, oh, my gosh, mom, you're not going to believe who I just interviewed for. She's like, who? And I told her she starts freaking out. And it was one of those things where I was like, the job sounds so cool. Like, this is it. Right. I took the job. I nannied for three boys. At the time I started, the youngest was two years old and then nine and 14. This was the job I kept for the longest amount of time. I was with them for about six years on and off. And we'll get into that. I will be honest. I, I chose the job because I, I did have an interest in traveling and also the fact that I had the experience with kids. I was like, okay, a group of 40 kids is a lot, but three kids as a family is different. And it was. Um, this job taught me so many life lessons. I can't even begin to get into all those. We don't have enough time. But it taught me most importantly that family is not blood. Family can be anybody. They very much took care of me. I was family to them. I, they treated me as their own. I learned all the intricacies of being a parent and that I might not want to (laughs) be, which is why I'm still child free to this day. But during my time here, I still worked other jobs because in my head, I was like, okay, I can't nanny forever unless I want a nanny for like royalty one day. So I started doing other things. I went back to my alma mater at Bishop Gorman. I worked theater, hair, and makeup there. I went to bartending school, um, got certified in that. 
that was a whole thing. Uh, there's a funny story behind why I went to bartending school. If you uh, reach out to me online, I'll tell you the funny story behind bartending school. Uh, I have a, a buddy who always gives me a hard time about that one. Um, I also started doing stand-up comedy, and I became a tax accountant assistant. So not all at the same time. This was over the span of six years. But my point is, like, I tried different things along the way. Like, maybe this is it. Maybe this is it. Maybe this is it. Eventually, I got to a place, uh, 25 years old, I was like, okay, I got to find out what my purpose is, right? So I ended up quitting the Piercy job. And it was hard. I cried. The little boy I watched, I got really connected to him. He cried. I ended up um, quitting the job and going on a six month long mission trip. Again, story for another time. But in that time away on my mission trip, I, I figured out like what I like and what I don't like when it comes to careers, right? So my first advice tonight for anyone who's maybe battling, like trying to figure out what they want to do in their career, take some time, maybe not six months because that's a long time, but take some time to really figure out what you enjoy. And that is what the mission trip did for me. It made me stop going, okay, left, right, left, right, left, right. It made me go, okay, I need to just like funnel into one thing. And the one thing that I realized Um, I was in Jamaica and the man I was living with asked me, he said, Vanessa, what do you do in the States? And I told him, I said, I just quit my job to come out here. I don't know. I don't have a job. And in Jamaica, apparently that's frowned upon at 25. And he's like, oh, no, you need to figure it out. So that kind of put me into like a hole because I couldn't escape the conversation. And it boiled down to me saying, "Okay, well, he goes, what do you like? I said, I just like talking to people. That's all I like. I just like talking to people. I'm not a crafter. I'm not a an artist. I'm not a musician. I'm not a dancer. Like, I don't like to read. <laughs> I just like talking to people, like in the grocery store or whether it's in a drive-thru or on a plane. Like, I just love getting to know people. And he was like, why don't you become one of those people who talks um, on TV? And he was referencing a reporter. I was like, gosh, you might be onto something, right? So I came back from the mission trip and I decided, okay. I need to do something in entertainment. I loved being on stage and doing stand-up comedy. Anyone who knows a comedian or maybe you've taken a stab at comedy, you know there's like no money there at all. I'm 25 years old. I need some sort of income. So I'm like, okay, maybe I'll do something in the entertainment field, right? So here's the cool part. And this is where God comes into it. And whether you believe in God or not, this is my story. This is my truth. You're welcome to call and share your stories. But this is what I experienced I just gotten back from my trip and I wasn't sure if I should pursue the what I consider my dream of going into entertaining people or if I should be responsible, right? 25 years old, buckle down, get a nine to five job. My parents were very connected here in the city. Like I said, I went to Bishop Gorman. I could have very much gotten a, a job at like a legal center, for instance. And so I said, okay, God, here's what we're going to do. I'm going to text five people randomly, five people on my phone, and I'm going to ask you to pick either number one or number two. And number one would mean that I follow my dream of entertaining people. Number two will mean I get an office job. So I text five people and I have the screenshot to this day. All I said was pick a number one or two. And all five people text me back the number one. True story. So I was like, okay, that's a message if I've ever heard one. So that began my search to entertain. So I started with tour guiding. Tour guiding here in town. I work for Big Bus Tours. Absolutely loved that job. That was my favorite job to this day. The problem I had with that job, I didn't want to leave it. It was really rigorous. It was really hard. 12 hours on the bus, on your feet, in the sun, in the cold. 
I physically could not do that job. Um, it was also the company, the higher ups was really hard to work for. And I don't know if anyone out there can relate, but maybe you've worked for a company where my day to day boss was amazing. But the CEOs and those that were higher up were just not as understanding and compassionate, if that makes sense. So it's like, okay, I know that I like tour guiding. I'm having fun talking to people on a microphone. I'm getting paid for it. Maybe I could do something in airlines or cruises. So I actually went on to audition to be an airline stewardess. And here's the fun part. I interviewed, I flew flew out to San Francisco. I interviewed for an airline job. And they told me I did not have the personality to be an airline stewardess. If you know me well, you know that that's completely untrue. But I was like, okay, that's fine. I can take a no. And then I kept searching and searching and searching. And I eventually got the audition for a cruise job. So I ended up working for Carnival Cruise Line. They offered me the job, but with it came a physical exam. So to start working, I had to pass this physical and to pass this physical part of it uh, looks at your BMI. Basically, what it wound down to was I had to lose about 60 pounds to start this job. Very hard, very devastated. I wanted this job so bad that I actually did it. I lost 60 pounds in six months time. I started working for the cruise line and that's what I do today. No, that's not what I did today. (laughs) I actually worked for the cruise line for four weeks, four weeks. And this is the time in my life where I started to feel like, gosh, I'm just a failure at this point. I keep changing my mind and changing my mind and whatever it is, I just can't stick to it, right? And I didn't understand why I was doing the job. I wasn't entertaining. I was working with children And when I look back on it, I think that's what it was. I should have gone more into the entertainment side on the cruise line and less the child care side. But needless to say, I knew it wasn't for me. So I actually ended up calling my old boss at home and I said, hey, the nanny uh, job. I said, if I fly home, can I come work for you again? And they said, sure, of course. So I ended up going back to... um, work for the for the Piercy's. And that's when I started going to school. So I was like, okay, now I need to get a degree because clearly I keep changing my mind. I need to have something right. So I went back to school while I was nannying. And I was very grateful that they were very flexible with my schedule, my hours, I was able to go to school, I made really great money being a nanny, I was treated very well. Um, I didn't really have a reason to leave other than I just didn't feel like it was my purpose. I continued to work for the tax accountant during tax season to help make a little more income. And then that all led me to broadcasting. So if you're just tuning in, welcome. Uh, This is Okay But Seriously. I'm Vanessa Lauren. Joining you this evening, I'm your host. Uh, You're listening to 91.5 The Rebel HD2 KUNV. We are the Las Vegas broadcast service here out of UNLV. So thank you for joining us tonight. We're talking about career changes. Before the break, I ran through, um, believe it or not, 30 minutes, I ran through it. (laughs) All of my career changes that I've had. Um, And now we're going to talk about what I currently do, how I got there, and then we're going to get into the fun stats and things like that. If you have a story to share in regards to career changes or advice for those out there, give us a call. The number here is 702-895-3915. I'd love to hear your thoughts and input. So currently, um, when we left off before the break, I was nannying and going to school In that time, I actually got an internship. I applied for an internship at Channel 13. 
Funny enough, I had a feeling that I was like, after the interview, like, this isn't what I need to do. So I contacted the EP and I said, I'm sorry, but this is not the season for me right now. And about a month or two later, saw an application for Channel 8. And I applied to Channel 8. I can't tell you what changed in my head. I just know that I felt more like I needed to apply for Channel 8. Ended up getting the call and getting hired over the phone. And that's where I met um, Mercedes and JC, who also work in radio. And I feel like that was God-led because I very much love working in radio. And they've been great mentors while I've been working with them at the TV station. Um, I'm still there. I went to CSN, which led to a scholarship opportunity to come over here to UNLV. Uh, shout out to the Nevada Broadcasters Association. I'm a proud scholar. Thank you so much. And that all led here to this radio show where now my future is still being shaped. And I very much believe that that is a God thing because it was very easy, meaning I didn't have to fight hard. It just kind of fell upon me as the time went on. And I believe as a Christian that that's what happens when you walk in faith, God will lead you places that you're meant to be, right? Okay, so now let's talk about some of the statistics of career changing. So the average person changes careers five to seven times during their work life. And this is according to the Career Changing uh, Statistics website, five to seven times. So we could say I'm above average. That's fine. I'm okay with that. Uh, Within increasing number of career choices, 30% of the workforce change careers or jobs every 12 months. So at least once a year, 30% of people who are working change their career choices. By the age of 42, you will probably have about 10 jobs. So I knocked that out early. But age 42, if uh, you're out there and you're like, hey, this is me, call me, let me know. Are these stats right? Are they wrong? I, My boyfriend is one of the few that he worked one job. He got a job when he was 15 years old and he stayed in that job until just recently when he uh, got hired in the career field that he wants. So there are those rare birds. If you're one of those rare birds, let me know. Okay, back to the stats. One uh, one out of five workers who switched jobs last year, so we're talking about 2020, one out of five of the workers who switched jobs, 33% of those were Gen Z, 25% of those were millennials. So we definitely, the younger generation definitely makes up more of the population of people who want to switch jobs. Makes sense. You're still in that find yourself phase. Maybe you don't have children yet or a family to support. Those things all weigh into changing your job later on. Now, I want to share with you this survey that I found. It's by the Bureau of Labor Statistics. They surveyed people born between between 1957 and 1964. And really interesting what they did here. They traced their work history all the way to the age of 52. So this is like a long survey that they did. And here's what they found. They found that you change jobs fewer as um, as you get older. We could have all guessed that, right? But here's how it breaks down. From the age of 18 to 24, you'll change jobs an average of 5.7 times. I want to know what that 0.7 means. Is it like you kind of quit, but then you come back like me? (laughs) But 5.7 times between 18 to 24 years old. Then from 25 to 34 years old, you're likely to change your job about 2.9 times. So about cuts in half. Then 35 to 44, you change jobs 2.4 times. So it doesn't change a lot from 34 to 44, but it does change a little bit. And then from 45 to 52, they found that out of this study, people only change their jobs 1.9 times. So about once. Found that interesting. 
It definitely makes sense. The older you get, the more you need that job security, the more we care about an IRA, a retirement fund, all those good things that if you're 18 years old right now, you might be like, what the heck is that? Don't worry. You'll find out one day. Um, Also found a survey that was done by the Harris Poll Foundation. This survey was recent. It found that in 2020, which we know was like a crazy year when it comes to income, economy, jobs, 52% of workers, now this is just in the U.S., 52% of workers considered changing jobs in 2020. Enter TikTok, right? 44% actually made plans to make the leap and change jobs. It didn't say the statistic of how many actually did it, but 52% thought about it. 44% drew up the plans. Don't know how many people pulled the trigger. But that's interesting, right? 2020 was really a year of change for a lot of people. A lot of people had some time to really dig into those hobbies. And TikTok has been a big change for a lot of people I know. I've seen people start businesses because they didn't have anything else that they could do at the time for income. If you're one of those people, again, call, let me know, 702-895-3915. Call me up here, Vanessa Lauren, 91.5, Rebel HG2. Okay, but seriously, I want to hear it. All right, let's talk about some of the consequences of changing your job, okay? This is something I get asked, especially by the older generation, when they hear my story. Well, you change your job so much. Aren't you worried? Aren't you worried that you're not going to be a viable candidate for jobs? Aren't you worried that you're going to look like you don't know what you want? All right. These are my personal opinions about the pluses and minuses of changing jobs. Here's what I feel. Some of the pluses have been I've met amazing new people. I have friends from all these different industries. I've been able to make friends that do amazing different things and network, really. So now I have friends that work in bartending. I have friends that work in salons. I have friends that work on cruise ships. I have friends all over the world, nannies, you name it. I've got friends pretty much everywhere. Also with that, you learn new skills. So each job taught me literal skills and then like emotional skills, right? So I learned like problem solving skills or I learned organizational skills. I've also, for example, the tax job. I can do taxes. I understand taxes. I know the legalities behind taxes. Uh, Same with hair. I understand the chemistry behind hair. I know how it works. So there's a lot of things that I've learned that are just in my head as knowledge that I don't realize I need or know until I'm having these conversations with people, right? Also, a plus is appreciation for others. I do not pull shirts off the shelves (laughs) and unfold them. If it is 9.59 and the store closes at 10, when I call to make an appointment with a doctor and they don't have the availability that I need, I know it's not the secretary's fault. I know that they're the messenger. I do not get upset with them. I don't get angry at assistants when they're trying to get stuff done for their bosses. That's kind of what my job was as an as a nanny. I also assisted the family. And especially childcare workers, I understand. So it definitely opened up a window for me to really see other people's experiences, right? Okay, the minuses, because we gotta address those. I've lost friends. So past coworkers that I, we've said, oh, we'll keep in touch. But you know what? They go in a different way. They have a different career field. I don't have that. We're not as close anymore. You lose income. Every time you jump jobs, you lose income, right? The retirement fund I was referencing, I had retirement funds. I lost them. A lot of people older than me are very upset with me for doing that. But you know what? Those are my choices. 
but you lose income. You also lose income in just shifting jobs. You get new uniforms or you have to commute further or you take a pay cut, things like that. So there is the income part of it that is a loss as well. And then resumes. So I get a lot of questions about resumes. Do you put all these on your resume? No, 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 no. Um, If you're a student, go to the career office. They'll help you work through your resume. If you're not a student any longer, um, reach out to a, a resume professional and ask the rules upon resumes. I'm a resume expert now at this point. I know like how to put things onto my resume and um, in a way that is is necessary. So it's, yeah, it's, it's a little annoying, but at the same time, it's it, if anything, it shows that I, I've got a lot of experience, right? The other part people want to know is interviews. When I sit down in an interview and they say, so tell me what you've done for work or tell me about yourself. It just took me 30 minutes to walk you through the bullet points of what I've done, right? I don't have time to sit there and go through all the things I've done. So yes, interviews sometimes are difficult. I really just have to look at, okay, what are they looking for in a worker? And then pull from my experience in whatever job and how it applies, right? Okay, so now we're gonna get into the reasons why people change jobs. I wanted to know, so I looked it up. This is according to Indeed.com. I figured if anyone knows about job searching, Indeed.com, right? This is not a promo for Indeed.com, but if you work for Indeed.com and you hear me, hey, hit me up, give me a call. 702-895-3915. Okay, reasons people change jobs. I got five for you. Stress reduction. Okay, we all saw that one coming. Flexibility. That was me with a nanny job. I knew I wanted to go back to school and I knew that they'd be flexible with me. Flexibility. Salary increase, a given. If you're looking for more money, you gotta do your research, find out what jobs are gonna pay you more. What do you qualify for? Opportunity for advancement. This was my boyfriend. So he was working for a movie company and he'd climb the ladder as far as far as he has gone. So now he is has his degree in broadcasting. Yes, he's taking a pay cut to go back to the bottom of the ladder in a different field, but there's more opportunity for growth, right? So eventually it will pay off for him. And the last reason people change jobs, feeling appreciated. This is so huge. And I know a lot of people, mostly younger people where we're tired of not being appreciated, whether that is monetarily, whether that is physically, whether that is like just in general, I think something my generation, now I'm a millennial, my generation and the generation below me, Gen Z, we're asked a lot of for a little bit, right? Um, social media is a big thing. Those it's not to hate, but those in the older generations, they don't like it. They don't want to do it. So they throw it on us. It's a lot of work. It's a lot of work. It doesn't look like it's a lot of work, but it's a lot of work. So that appreciation factor is huge. I work a job right now where I know my boss appreciates me because not only does she tell me constantly, but, you know, we communicate. I tell her, hey, you know what? I'm feeling a little overwhelmed, a little burnt out, a little stressed. I feel like I'm being asked too much of. And we adjust. I'm not complaining. I'm just saying, hey, here's where I'm at. It's a work, a work relationship is like a, it's like a relationship with a friend, right? You got to check in. You got to make sure that both ends are happy. So those are the reasons why people change jobs. If you're just joining us tonight, hello, welcome. This is okay, but seriously, I'm Vanessa Lauren. Yes, I talk very fast. I apologize. 
If you're trying to take notes, don't do that. (laughs) Um, You're listening to 91.5, The Rebel HD2. Tonight, we're talking about career changing. So I just went through some of the reasons people change jobs, stress, flexibility, salary increase, opportunity for advancement, feeling of appreciation. Now we are going to go into how to change your job, okay? How to change your job. I've got a list for you, some steps, okay? And again, if you're out there and you've got a cool changing career story, give us a call. Tell me, I want to hear it, 702-895-3915. Okay, here's the steps you need to do. And this is a mix of my ideas and the um, list I got from Indeed.com. So it's a mix. Number one, take a personal inventory. What does this mean? Ask yourself, is it me or is it my job? How do you know? Well, are you stressed only at work and about work? Or are you just stressed all the time? Because if you're stressed all the time, that's not a work problem. That's a personal problem. Still need to fix it, but it's not your job that's causing the problem. So don't throw away the job thinking that's going to solve the problem if it's everything that's stressing you out, okay? Number two, decide if you want to change industries. Now, this is huge because sometimes it's not the job or the industry itself. It's the people you work with or, you know, maybe it's just the pay. So it could be that you just need a change of buildings or you need to change to a new floor or a change of position, maybe um, duties. You could talk with your boss and say, hey, you know what? Like, I'm unhappy with this one task that I'm constantly asked to do. Is there anyone else who could take this task on or is it only me? Be communicative because it's a lot easier for your responsibilities to change than your industry to change, right? Now, sometimes it is the industry. Sometimes you just know, like for me, when I was nannying, I knew I'm not going to be a nanny forever. So that's a completely different industry change that I needed to make, right? Okay, number three, brainstorm careers. Honestly, create a goal board, write down your dream jobs. Who cares? No one's going to see it. Write it down. If you're a nurse and you're like, you know what? I've always wondered what it would be like to be a dancer. Write it down look into it. Can you dance? Is that possible? I'm one of those people who think anything's possible, but it doesn't hurt to brainstorm. And I think sometimes we think, okay, well, if I start brainstorming, then, I, then I'm going to start daydreaming. Then I'm going to like maybe not be present at work. Well, no, no. You're fully in control of yourself. It's okay to brainstorm ideas. Number four, search for potential job matches. Search online, search on social media, search on LinkedIn, Here's the one that's kind of old school that makes me different from other people. Find people who do what you want to do and ask them what it's like. So this was the Blue Man group I was telling you about. I wanted to be a stage manager. I told everybody that. So many people that eventually it got to the right person. She came to me and was like, hey, I'm a stage manager. I heard you're interested in that. Do you want a shadow? Do you know how much money and school I saved by just shadowing her for a day? So do your research, try and find people who do what you think you want to do and just ask them. They'll tell you, they'll tell you the pluses and minuses. I'll tell you right now, the pluses and minuses of being in broadcasting, not on the air, but find me at online. (laughs) Okay. Do your research and research and research and research. That's a given. Make an action plan. So I literally have a journal. I'll post it on my social media so you guys can see it. I have a journal that I wrote when I was in Belize, or sorry, Jamaica, when I found out that I wanted to work in entertainment. And I literally titled it, How to Get My Dream Job. And it was like a path of how I could do it. And it's wild to me because I found that journal not too long ago. 
And to know that I created a timeline, I gave myself the wiggle room. I said, okay, it'll take me a year to do this. It'll take me a year to do that. And I'm ahead of schedule. That's the Vanessa in me. But I did all those things. So map it out. Make an action plan. How do you do it? How do you change careers? What do you need to do? How much money do you need to save before you can take the time off to maybe find yourself? Or who do you need to talk to? Who do you need to connect with, right? Okay, the next one I don't really agree with, but this is from Indeed, so I'm going to tell you. It says rebrand yourself. Rebrand yourself. I don't think you need to rebrand yourself. I think you do need to adjust. Maybe ask yourself what you did and didn't like from your current job and adjust when searching for your next job. But I don't think you need to change who you are, right? Mobilize your network. So story time. (laughs) Okay. Mobilize your network. So when I was in school, so I'm nannying, I'm in school, I'm on the path to broadcasting, okay? I'm signed up at CSN, so this was about four four years ago. I was looking for an internship. I've always been interested in radio. That's why I got into broadcasting. I was like, you know what? I want to be like Mercedes in the morning and be on air. So when it came to an internship, that's what I wanted to do was an internship in radio. I had no experience. I hadn't taken any radio classes, but being an over-preparer, I was like, I'm going to hit the streets. I went to all the local radio stations out here, and I knocked on all of the doors, literally. I brought them my resume, brought them my cover letter. I was like, hey, I want an internship. Here's me. I made myself a flyer, like a, like a promotional flyer. Didn't hit. No one hired me. I was like, that's fine. Came back a couple weeks later, same thing, got phone numbers, did all of that, right? So that's the like mobilizing your network part, going out, making yourself known. But here's the part that makes me probably a little crazy. I thought, okay, I saw a job posting for one of the local stations out here, and it was for on-air talent. Now, mind you, at this point, I have no experience, except I have the confidence I think I can do it. So I started a petition online. And I shared it with family and friends. And then I literally hit the streets and started talking to people and telling them my story. I said, hey, I want to be an on-air talent. Do you think you could sign this petition for me that says that I'm capable of doing this job? I got about 500 signatures in one day. I took that petition to the radio station. I said, hey, you already have my resume. You already have my cover letter. Here's a petition (laughs) of 500 people who think that I am capable of being on air. They want me on air. I did not get that job, but I did get an email, which was a lot at the time because I didn't know anyone in this industry. And they said, you know, thank you for submitting. We'll, we'll be in touch. Here's the story behind that. I didn't get the job, but I learned that like if you just put yourself out there, literally, things can change. Things can happen, right? Okay, we'll go to the next one. Look for hands-on opportunities. Volunteer. Okay, that was me for Blue Man. That was me for, um, I even volunteered at one point to be a teacher assistant because I thought maybe teaching was it. Volunteer, volunteer, volunteer. Number 10, consider your educational resources or ask people for advice. Go into someone's DMs. I, I, when I was in broadcasting looking for jobs, I messaged reporters and I was like, hey, how do you do what you do? What advice do you have for me? Don't be ashamed to ask for advice. Even if you're older, it doesn't matter. I was asking advice. I was 30 years old asking advice of a 22-year-old. I have no shame in my game. You could always grow knowledge from others. It doesn't matter what the age is. Don't be too prideful to ask for help and ask for insight, okay? Number 11, develop new skills. Keep track of what you know from day one to the last day. Write it down. 
Keep a journal of all the skills you've learned at your job. And the last one is track your progress. Again, keep a journal. I keep a video journal because I talk a lot. (laughs) So I make little videos to myself and I'm like, hey, just remember that today you learned this. Today was a cool day. Try to live in the moment, right? Okay. Hello, if you're just joining us and tuning in, you're not too late. Uh, This is okay, but seriously, I'm Vanessa Lauren, your host. We are talking about career changes. We're just about to get to the fun part. So you picked a perfect time to join us. I'm going to go through some of the unique jobs that I found. And then I'm going to tell you some celebrities who've made career changes later on in life. If you um, know anyone who does any of these cool jobs, give me a call. 702-895-3915. All right. Here's some cool jobs. If you're like, okay, Vanessa, I want to do it. I want to change jobs. I just don't know what to do. All right. I got you. Here's some really fun jobs according to Life Hack. A white hat hacker. What? A white hat hacker. <laughs> so a black hat hacker are the people who make the news about like threatening online security. A white hat hacker is, say that five times fast, is someone who protects online security. So if you're really good with computers, you're like an IT person, you like um, movies like, what's that movie with, um, oh my gosh, I should know this. Dang, I don't know this. It's like Blue Fish or Blue Sword. Sword Blue? I don't know. Something like that. Someone correct me online. Uh, it's um, with Halle Berry. They're about hacking. Anyways, white hat hacker. That's a cool job. A golf ball diver. This is a real job, guys. Rescue the balls. It says rescue. Rescue the lost golf balls from golf courses around the world. I know there's people out there who love golf. Every time I tell people I work for a professional golfer, they freak out, especially if they're male. Be a golf ball diver. (laughs) Okay, teaching English around the world. You want to travel? If you're American, you speak English as your first language. Travel around the world, teach English. You can teach it anywhere, anywhere in the world. They don't already speak English. Air traffic controller. Now, I put this one in here because of my dad. He was an air traffic controller. It was a pretty cool job. He got to travel a lot, go to different countries. If you're not familiar with air traffic controller, they are the... um, Men and women in the towers that are guiding the planes as they land. Pretty cool job. Also along with that is an aircraft repo. I really don't need my boyfriend to hear this. But an aircraft repo. These are people who fly helicopters, jets, and private jets when they need to be picked up from bankruptcy and repossessing. What? So that sounds fun. If I knew how to fly a plate, I would do that. <laughs> Cruise ship entertainer. Hey, I tried, right? I know people who've done this job. It is fun. It is very, very fun. If you're a single person, it's hard on you if you're a family. But if you're a single person, look into it. It pays enough and it's fun. Um, this one, I don't, I don't even know what this is, but I thought it was really cool. A puggle cuddler. A puggle cuddler. So it says, think of some, something, an uh, animal with a long snout like an anteater, coarse hair and skin, with a body size and movement of a mini hippo. This is an animal, and apparently they need cuddles. So if you want to be a, a puggle cuddler, go for it. Uh, one that I've heard about, actually, in my industry of media, an interior designer for reality shows. These are the people who go in and design the sets before something like Love Island or Big Brother, Survivor. Sounds fun. Academy Award ballot counter. So there are two people who tally and count all the votes and 
have the winning names before anybody else knows. So if you're a huge movie buff person, look into that. Academy Award Ballot Counter. Okay, tonight we're going to end with the thing you've all been waiting for. You're like, stop talking and just tell me the list. (laughs) We're going to end this episode of OK But Seriously talking about career choices with some big name people, some celebrities who have made changes. Are you ready? Number one, Brad Pitt. If you didn't know, Brad Pitt was a limo driver. He was a furniture mover. And he he also dressed up as a giant chicken for El Pollo Loco. He was a mascot. He went into acting and got an agent seven months in. The rest is history, right? Harry Styles. Harry Styles was a baker. He decided to leave that job and he stopped going to school, which I don't encourage being an advocate of college and school myself. But, you know, whatever, to each their own. He quit his baking job, quit school and went on the X Factor as we know him. Stephen King, the author, he was a janitor at a high school before he became Stephen King. Well, he was Stephen King, but before he became known around the world. Whoopi Goldberg, she was a funeral makeup artist. Now, there's something you don't hear every day. Funeral makeup artist, Whoopi Goldberg. Harrison Ford was a full-time carpenter. Julia Child worked in advertising and media before she started writing her first cookbook. John Glenn. um, Oh, and it should be noted that Julia Child did what she did when she was 50. So, never too late. John Glenn, um, he's known for becoming the first American astronaut who orbited Earth. And he did that a long time ago. He did that in 1962. But then, get this, 12 years later, when he was 53 years old, he became a U.S. senator in Ohio. Mm. He was a U.S. senator for 24 years. Never too late. And then uh, Vera Wang, I feel like we all know this one. She was a figure skater and a journalist, actually, before she entered into the fashion industry. And that was when she was 40 years old. This is the one I look to. When I get overwhelmed that I feel like I need a career change, I look at Vera Wang. She's my inspiration. And then this one, I'm going to leave you on this one because it's really inspirational. Good old Walt Disney. So Walt Disney, he experienced rejection. He was actually fired. And there's a lot of celebrities with these stories. Give it a Google. But Walt Disney was fired from being a newspaper editor. And here's the kicker. He was fired because, and this is a quote, he lacked imagination and had no good ideas. What? So, tonight, your assignment is to do a self-evaluation. Figure out if you're doing what you love, fantastic. Not everybody needs to change careers. Not everybody needs to have a self-evaluation. But some people are lost, like me. If you're lost and you're trying to find purpose, There's never too late of a time to sit down, have a good hard look in the mirror, write down the things that you enjoy, write I always tell people, what's the thing you would walk to and do for free? That's what you should be doing, right? Okay, ladies and gentlemen, I've talked your ears off. Thank you for sticking with me. Okay, but seriously, if you've missed part of the show or if you didn't miss it, you want to share it with someone You can always hear the full episodes at therebelhd2.com. There's also a podcast that comes out. I post those on my social media. So give it a Google on all of the different podcast uh, platforms. Okay, comma, but seriously. 
I'm Vanessa Lauren. Until next week, I'm going to leave you with your tunes for the night, a couple advertisements and then your tunes. Thank you for listening. Talk to you later. Bye.